0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
1: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which...
2: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So the only thing left to say is Georgie, check for Dadsy, You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See This
1: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: Support for Do Not Scratch Your Eyes is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off plus free delivery with the code
1: YOUREYES20 at manscaped.com. And so I was initially, when I was told on the Tuesday or Wednesday that I had the Watford game, I was actually a bit... A bit off to be brutally honest. <laughs> <laughs> penalty! That is a massive
0: decision! I'm with Gianfranco Zola. I feel that Knockhart is looking for this penalty,
2: penalty, penalty. Listening to the "Do Not Scratch Your Eyes" podcast. Joining us today, Johnny Phillips. Hello, Johnny. How are you?
1: Hi. Good to be uh, speak, speaking to you both. How are you? Very good. Very, Very
0: good.
2: And delighted that you've joined us.
0: If I close my eyes, it's like it's like watching sky on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now, obviously, Johnny, you are very famous and have gone viral for a very specific clip, which we will get onto in a minute. But first of all, let's uh, go back into your background as to how you got involved in sports broadcasting.
1: It was always um, a passion. Sport was always a passion as a, as a school kid. Uh, and then when it came to leaving school, managed to get on a media degree course at Leeds and and, and do a, a degree. And then from there, I actually got a, a job working in... Um, well, this will show my age now. I worked for a, a company. It was pre-internet that broadcast sports news on phone lines on peak rate phone lines. I don't know if you, you remember wow. things like um, <laughs> Rapid Race Line, Rapid Cricket Line, Team Talk, Club Call, all that sort of stuff. Vaguely, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to say no. Oh, Carl, yeah, I remember all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So it was sort of late 90s, and um, and I got a job doing some broadcasting in cricket, racing football uh, and a couple of other sports and then started doing a bit of local radio as as well all, all the time while my degree was ongoing. Uh, I, you know, I managed to Get get it um get get a bit of work as I was cracking on with the degree so I knew I had a job to go into and then I sort of always wanted to be a writer really and I, I, bizarrely a cricket writer and looking back now it's it's ridiculous really because all the best cricket writers have got about a hundred Test matches behind their belts and I'm uh, I'm a sort of bog standard club player but I, I always quite fancied that overseas travel and doing a bit of writing. It looked like a great day. And uh, even though football was my real passion, I did i did have an eye on cricket. And then I just sort of fell into more and more football, uh, did local radio, did a, a, a tiny bit on talk sports. And then uh, by chance, a job came up at Sky quite uh, low down. It involved taking a step backwards um, as a sort of editorial assistant, just one up from a runner, really, production junior at, on their football league coverage. And then I, t- I took the gamble, even though I wasn't doing reporting anymore, because I thought it's a foot in the door at Sky. Uh, and then I managed to work my way up through Sky. So it, it all panned out OK. But uh, from an early age, I wanted to get into sports reporting. At
2: Sky, are you one of the sort of main envision? I don't know what the word is. Not really commentator, is it? Reporters? Yeah,
1: sort of. Yeah, called, they they are called sort of envision reporters on a Saturday, mm. uh, and in in midweek we go out filming features. But yeah, I'm one of the staff reporters on Soccer Saturday. Sky has different um, setups where we're all sort of divided into different teams, There's a football league team, a Premier League team, Soccer AM, Soccer Saturday, and although we cross over. Uh, 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 from time to time we pretty much stay in our teams and there's a, there's a couple of us who aren't ex-footballers who, who who staff it and do the reporting and um, yeah so we do a couple of games a week and then the sort of the more interesting stuff in terms of uh, job satisfaction and, and what takes up the bulk of the week is the interviews which go out between 12 and 3 on Soccer Saturday but of course very few people actually watch that when they tune into Soccer Saturday it's mainly the 3 o'clock so, so that the captures the imagination so um, you know, I, I'd say we pick up most of our viewers from three o'clock onwards.
0: Just so I don't know, how, how does it sort of get divvied out in the sense of, is, is it geography that they use where you go or can you go, I'd really like to go to the Cridge Road? or or, you know whatever it is how do do they work it out
1: it's not geography at all I mean it's changed slightly um since the pandemic's come about and they've they've actively tried to make sure we don't travel it's a combination if if there's a story somewhere and I need to speak to someone I will ask the producer and say listen I want to go and have a chat to this manager and just try and tease something up let down the line so can you get me on this match I'll ask that if it's a, a Premier League game we've got no choice we just go sent there because they have a lot of sort of accreditation issues where they've got to get stuff lots in advance but it's week to week it's not geography based there are the freelance the freelance reporters and the ex-players are are more geographical but there's a couple of us on staff who really go anywhere I mean this season I've been places like Barrow, Accrington, Stanley, uh, Liverpool all over the place so it's not geographical which I quite like I I enjoy traveling and it's, it's an enjoyable part of the week it's been a bit grim in the pandemic but I enjoyed the getting about and, and, and exploring the country. Well, we asked Bill Leslie this, so I think we'll ask
2: you as well. Are there any grounds that you really like going to and any grounds that you think, oh, please, not there again?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, 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 there are, and it's it's terrible, really. It's not, not based on the football at all. It, it could be based on accessibility on public transport, the quality of the gantry, whether or not you think it's going to kill you climbing up to it. <laughs> um <laughs> The, uh, which is Portsmouth's in particular I've not got the best <laughs> head for heights Portsmouth is a big problem right. um, it could be it could be the press food which is a really really prawn sandwich thing to say <laughs> but somewhere that does a nice spread which again just went out of the window in Covid times Yeah. so yeah you do you do have your favourites and you have your places you, you're sort of not a massive fan of uh, I, I'd say definitely. So do you want some names?
2: Yeah go on let's have some names go on
1: I love going I'll tell you why I, I really I mentioned it before I love going to Akron to Stanley because it's such a warm and welcoming club mm. it's got a great fish and chip shop around the corner uh,
0: uh, you
1: see I, it's those little things that yeah it <laughs> yeah. really really not I'm from the north originally so I can either combine it with a visit home or a visit back to see my uni mates at Leeds that, that all comes into it so I always I, I always enjoy going there I like going to Everton for an old school ground really yeah, really old ground. school uh, I, I just love Goodison Park I think it I think it's magnificent Wales, you always get a great welcome at Swansea and Cardiff. Swansea in particular, I, I enjoy trips to Swansea because it's a beautiful part of the world and you can you can get a, a walk along the Mumbles Beach on the bay beforehand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah, that sort of thing. So, yeah, there's lots of, you know, there's lots of places that you enjoy going. You always try and make the most of wherever you're sent in in, in that sense.
0: No, I think I'd be the same. I'd probably check out the local Weatherspoons, you know, <laughs> fish shop, yeah. those sort of things.
2: Yes. <laughs> So, uh, also, um, there must be, you know, some grounds with better views than others, some where you've got to sort of reach for the binoculars every couple of minutes and others where you've got nice views.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the um, the Olympic Stadium where West Ham play now is something else. Watching a match from um, up in the gantry, there it's miles and miles away.
2: That's what Bill Leslie uh, said.
1: Actually, yeah, <laughs> he said exactly, exactly he the said, same. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. said exactly the
2: same thing. Yeah.
1: The old White Hart Lane used to be up in the gods as well. But sometimes when you get sent to the lower division stuff, they haven't got the capacity on the gantry to to, to accommodate you because it's a cameraman a rig, wires everywhere, and a reporter, and you can get put pitch side and you, you can get some shocking views pitch side where uh, you're sort of, you know, you just can't really see, especially if they, sometimes they give you an end. In fact, in your arch rivals, Luton, give you an end, which you don't really like. It's, it's at least on the second tier, but they give you a home end, so you can't see down to the away end of the ground at oh, all. so you're literally trying to up the far yeah. end of the
0: pitch to try and see what's going on yeah exactly
1: and you're in amongst the crowd oh. <laughs> they, they, they don't call they're, 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 they're okay they don't um, they don't make much of a racket so it's alright um, whereas um, Blackpool I used to get sent there when they were going um going on this great journey with ian holloway and i was put right next to the blackpool drummer they used to have this drummer in the corner and he used to just batter his drum and it was uh <laughs> that, that was a bit of a thing for a while they used to send me to blackpool as a running joke because there was this, this <laughs> drummer just battering his drum <laughs>
0: hear a thing you were saying yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: true
0: i think i saw one i can't remember who it was i think oakwell you were mentioned you said pitch side there and Whenever they were talking, he almost had to sort of stand up so their their head was kind of away from the camera because they were trying to look over to see what's happening. It's like I know that that's a that's a big old ground, but do you ever get like type? I, I know, and whenever I get to talk to people this, and Cammy, always comes up because he is just I love him to love him to death. But is, is, are there? I mean, I know when we come onto the Watford thing, but are there things that you go, was that right? And then. Do you, you have to like sometimes question it. I assume you've got somebody with you. Like who
1: scored? And definitely, that, that that happens more often than you'd probably think. What what what's tricky for us is that we're not in the press box. So what you what you tend to get when a goal goes in and it's no one's quite sure, there tends to be a consensus among reporters and radio reporters and. Sort of where you, you agree on a goal scorer. So even if you get the wrong one, you're all wrong. But with, with, with what we do, we are just on our own. There's no one to yeah. consult. So you you do find yourselves uh, confused. And and the best way when when you are unsure is just to come clean to, and say to say to Jeff Stelling, say, listen, I, I just don't know who scored that. I couldn't see. There's nothing worse than trying to blag it and getting it yeah. wrong and he'll um, let you
0: off of course because it you know he'll treat you very nicely and- <laughs> yeah, yeah, <correct. laughs>
1: um, yeah. so so in, in, in a sense it's part it's part of the program in a way it's, it's very much an unpolished sort of mildly chaotic program and i think that's sort of it, it it's not it, it's not sort of it, it's not produced with an inch of its life with all yeah. like sort of smooth edges it, it's meant to be what it is really which is just this sort of Instant results show with a bit of color thrown in, yeah, yeah,
0: no, and, and, and I think that's what makes it, to be fair, so enjoyable. When you when I tell people, especially my wife, because she doesn't understand, she said, basically, so you're watching a screen with scores coming through every so often and then they're cutting to the ground. She said, You're not bored. I'm like, No, it's brilliant, especially yeah. if I put a cheeky little accumulator on and you're, you know, <laughs> especially during the lockdown. That was that was me, like Saturday afternoon, I was like, Bosh, boom, <laughs> sit here and, and watch it come through. So, no, it's, it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't change. It has to
1: stay how it is. It lends itself to uh, it lends itself to putting an accumulator on. Or we, we, we one of our one of our um, demographics is drunken students waking up and surfacing <laughs> surfacing mid afternoon and, uh, and and gathering around the telly or going to the pub for a, for a sort of uh, hair of the dog. Oh. It. It's that, that <laughs> we, we get a lot of students. Let's
2: say something's happened at a ground and you've seen it. Are you sort of alerting the studio to say, right, I've just seen something. There's been a goal. Come to me. And then yeah, you're on or
1: yeah, that's how it works. So we've got, um, gosh, actually, there's a Watford connection here. We've got um, a production coordinator who has got all the screens of the however many it may be, eight Envision reporters out and about, and she's Dave Bassett's daughter, Carly Bassett. Well, there you oh, go. Right.
2: How weird.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you just talk so... back to
2: Carly. Do you say, "Listen, something's happened at Vicarage Road, for example"? Exactly.
1: Yeah. So I'll say, I'll say, Carly, there's been a goal, or Carly, there's a penalty, whatever, and she'll say, right. She'll alert the producer, and then say, right, we're coming to you next. And, and likewise, and on the flip side of that, they, you, you could be watching the game, and they, the producer could decide it's time for an update from wherever you're at. So Carly, will just buzz in and said, we're coming to you next, thirty seconds or something, and then it, 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 it's never. However, when they tell you, sometimes a goal goes in somewhere else. You wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Sometimes they come to you a, a bit more quickly, so it, it just depends. And you can hear the whole program in your ear all, all, all the way. So
2: oh, so you can hear the whole program. So you can hear the Jeff and everybody else talking hear, while yeah, you're watching you everyone.
1: Game. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's That's quite exciting. Yeah. I think. <laughs> They're good. It makes it. It makes it. It does. It makes it exciting. And it's also as well. You know. Again, less so, less so in the pandemic. But when before they moved all the Premier League games from three o'clock, there used to be a good five or six three o'clock Premier League kickoffs, and then all the lower division stuff, and it was it was great. It was like it felt like the epicenter of football just for those two hours. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. been diluted since, obviously, which you'll you obviously, I guess, to get have that sense as well. I
2: just often wonder how Jeff Stelling does all that thing, particularly at the end of the season, where he can still work out who can get relegated, who can get promoted, how many, you know, the goal difference. He's like like a brain, like a computer. Either that or there's someone with a flip chart in front of him, sort of <laughs> <laughs> turning things like over.
0: Yeah, a Yeah. yeah. Just, it's
2: just so entertaining to watch. It's just, a, like you said earlier, it's a great formula for, for a TV programme. It's just great.
0: How many years have you been doing the, the Sky thing now?
1: It's quite a lot. You know, um, it must be coming up to 20. I've been there a long wow. time. I've not been doing Soccer Saturday that long, but I've been... I've been employed there, pretty much coming up to you know it can't be more than a year or two away. So it's been a long, old stretch.
0: Is there is there a moment? I mean, barring obviously the Watford one, I'm more thinking of a oh god, what what where it's all gone pear shaped? Because you must have those days, some days where you just nothing drops for you. The weather, I mean, you take all that into consideration. You are sitting so is there one that stands out for you where it's just gone? Oh not been my
1: day yeah you do you know what more more, that's been more in the interview scenario where you've just messed up a post-match interview or something there's um they're they're really especially in the premier league they're really tense and quite testosterone fueled moments those post-match interviews in the tunnel against the backing board yeah because the the managers get to you before they get to the press conference and that there's a Time they have to come out within, and very often, if it's been a controversial game, they haven't really cooled down or calmed down. Yeah, um, I
0: remember one. I don't know if you saw it. It wasn't Sky. I think it was Roy Hodgson. Oh, got, he wasn't. Yeah. He
1: was. He was <laughs> very upset. He was. Yeah,
0: he was not a happy chap. He was. And, and you, and you look that. at Roy, and you're like, oh well, he's you know, he's a nice, nice old man, but <laughs> God, he yeah. was angry.
1: Yeah. yeah, I've seen that. uh That was funny. So I had, I had a couple of them early on where I just thought there was one with Alex Ferguson where he he quite rightly took me to task uh, when they'd lost at Portsmouth and I I went in with some Really stupid question, and then there's been a couple of Gordon Strachan a long time ago. I had a bit of a set two with, but then he's a sort of he has set twos with most people. Um, far, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that the, they're the ones where I've walked away thinking, oh, I've had a bad day at the office, and it can just, it can just, it's not necessarily your fault, but it can, you know, it, it, when with hindsight, you always think, ah, oh, there was a better way of phrasing that question, a yeah, better yeah. way of going in. So in in that sense, I guess it it is it is your own fault. But they're the are the moments when it, it's not gone well for the, for the for the soccer Saturday stuff. It's just general forgetting. There was a couple of times I've actually forgot a player's name, and one was the goal scorer. And <laughs> I just I, des, I described this move to perfection. Got to the goal scorer. And just went blank and just stared at the screen. And then, I, but then he just got to come clean. I just said, "I'm sorry, Jeff. I've actually forgotten who scored here." And he just made, make a joke of it. Brilliant.
0: My my big thing, and I've I've said this to Justin before. Like I've always fancied myself as a bit of a commentator. You know, if you, if if you could, I guess looking from the outside, you don't see all, all that goes on, and you think oh, I'll be a dream job to to do that sort of stuff. And I always find, and I think this is the big thing with with football. Um, I, I'll give you a, an example. I was uh, um, fortunate enough to see Paul Gascoigne's goal in Euro '96 against Scotland, where he's oh, lifted it over Hendry and and, back, and it was it was the best goal you'll ever see in your life. But add commentary to that, and the you know the stuff that on the TV, and it just it's the it's the sugar on top. Yeah, the Aguero goal and and our goal at, at Vicarage Road. The list goes on. It, I saw that goal live, and it was the best thing ever. It's so much better when you add that drama. yeah absolutely you know so i always fancied that but the one thing that lets me down is i look at a name and i go i'm gonna say this how it sounds you know (laughs) and it and it's not the um it's not how it how it is and i'd probably drop myself in some right hot water with with the with the name thing so that's my career over really for for yeah don't start mate
2: don't don't bother but I think Bill was saying it was the uh he was saying it was the Polish names that are the hardest to pronounce really.
1: Yeah, but it's it's much harder for Bill obviously. The com- the commentators are a level above what we do in terms of the preparation they need to do and the, and the and the sort of the research they need to do. There are things that can catch us out and that we need to be aware of, but it's it's a long old haul doing a 90 minute commentary. Yeah. You know, yeah. that um I, I, I don't know about you, but that the, the what, what put me puts me off commentary is just having to listen to myself talk for 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's bad enough doing this. i yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: listen back to it yeah, going, oh, shut up. up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So but if we turn around... They, uh... they do a great job. Oh, but yeah, yeah, they do. They're, they're great. So So turning our attention to... The day I was at the match, as was Carl, we didn't know each other then, so uh, we we went to the match separately. But I got back to back home. I'm looking through my social media, and all of a sudden, there's a clip of someone that I've got the sound on. I'm thinking, this Envision guy looks very exciting. What on earth is going on here? So I wound it back, put the sound on. And I thought, oh my god, it was that, this is it? It was amazing.
0: The, the headphones that me. Yeah, I thought this is <laughs> right. absolutely
2: brilliant. Um, how should we approach this? Should we talk about the match? So obviously, you get selected to to. Go to this match, none of us know what, what's going to happen. What are your memories of the day, apart from your uh, your envision bit that is now famous?
1: Well, funnily enough, it, it, it was a Sunday game, so we, we had a soccer special that day instead of a soccer Saturday. And I'd, I'd done a game on the Saturday. And I back then, you know, um, I, I used to play Sunday League football and we had quite a decent game on the Sunday. And when I got rotated on to the Watford match, I was absolutely gutted. I was like, Oh god, I want to play, I, I don't, I'll always. Always take playing ahead of watching, um, and I've always been like that. And even now, I, I try and get your gaming. I mean, having kids makes it a bit harder, but even now, I just love playing. And so, I was initially when I was told on the Tuesday or Wednesday that I had the Watford game, I was actually a bit a bit off to be brutally honest. <laughs> <laughs> Not I was thinking I want to I want to do this I want to play for my Sunday league team um but then obviously when I got my head around it I thought well, actually this is a great game to be at it's the playoffs which are always the best time of year you know regardless of where your allegiances lie the playoffs are just the best the better than the Premier League the better than anything They're better than the cup they're just the best so when I got my head around it and thought I'm actually going to a great A great um, playoff match here. It's brilliantly balanced. Two really good teams in that division that year with lots of stories around both teams. So, once I got there and and, uh, got involved, and and from memory, I I, I don't know, it it seemed like a sunny day. There might have been some rain at some stage, but it's good. I think it was a a sunny day. day. Yeah, I think it was a sunny day. And I I remember getting there and just the colour and everyone was up for it. Um, So, that day were my initial memories of. after the initial blow of not being able to play Sunday league football, being really pleased to be a, a, a game with, with so much riding on it. And it was really beautifully balanced.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was a great game. I mean, the, the, the Vidra goals are always forgotten, of course. No, One of them was a goal. worldie, that it first one.
1: <laughs> I brilliant. mean, they, they were both stunning goals that, you know, the, the second one, the link up play with Dini wasn't it? it the was, one too, yeah, but yeah. Um, the, the first one was just a stroke of genius. And uh, as you say, totally forgotten in the... Um, in the sort of the drama that followed, but what what a goal that was! It was just, yeah. um, and were, I think was it Cassetti who played the ball into him for that. I can't remember. Yeah, over the or, top, um, yeah. So, yeah. There were they were just good players all over the pitch that day for Watford. You like just had a bit of class about them, I thought, and just yeah. were, were nice to watch. Yeah. Uh, really easy. I thought that I didn't know a lot about that Watford team, but it was very easy on the eye that day. I mean, apart from knockout for Leicester, they, they were they're a bit more they were a bit more sort of, sort of a, a British team where they're they a bit up front, a bit, a bit what in your face, Adam. Yeah. You know, playing channel balls from memory. I don't, yeah.
0: I don't know if you remember, but do you remember two strikers that were on the bench for Leicester that day.
1: Yeah, Kane and Vardy, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. It was, yeah, yeah
1: okay. it was in- yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, and Nigel yeah. Pearson, the manager, as well. Nigel was, Pearson, yes. the manager as well yeah, yeah a absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's amazing. I mean, in in many respects, if you were to go back to the incredible story of Leicester winning the league, you'd probably start as as that as that, as that the start point. Yeah, hundred percent. I've
0: had that conversation with someone. That said that's where it started for Leicester. That, yeah, you yeah. Know, utter utter heartbreak at the end of the day for them. Mm. But yeah, I I put that down to because I think he. Nigel Pearson really put that team into, into shape for the for the following you know, couple of he seasons. He did, and he, you
1: know, it could it could have gone either way, couldn't it, after that? And they absolutely got their act together uh and, and yeah. sort of never looked back. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was but yes. they
0: tore us apart the following season. I don't know if you remember that Justin. That's right. You it do, was about three yeah. 0 or something. Three, yeah, yeah, they came, uh, Dier, again, I keep forgetting his name. I know it was Dyer. They had a winger. Lloyd
1: Dyer. Lloyd yeah.
0: Dyer, yeah, he Richardson. And then we signed him, I think the following okay. season oh, we were I like, Yeah, that. he's gonna be brilliant and
2: Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things you remember. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously then the ball goes down the other end. Cassetti shrugged off, shall we say. Yeah. Knock on grieved. Yeah. On <laughs> Didn't really yeah. touch him at all. I'm sure you probably have a mind that it wasn't a foul, um, but you know it clearly wasn't a foul. I'll
0: tell you one thing. I'm just going to say, if I'm right to say, if I remember the the footage of you, you're in the old family step, the old shed, as I like to call it. But you're actually at the, at the rookery end, so you you are really far from that,
1: miles away. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I, I was a long way away. I was in the disused bit. It was yeah. a, there was that was condemned. Was, That's why. The, <laughs> It was se- yeah, yeah yeah there were seats at the front that were being used there was like a little paddock or something at the front but where I was at the back the whole area that the old wooden seats there was no one around me and then to my right there was a scaffolding um that's it yeah which yeah. was housing all the other commentators yeah uh, and and again it goes back to what I was saying you know earlier we would, I was stuck on my own there, basically, with the tiniest monitor um, to refer to in, in, in case anything happened. But yeah, I was relying on just um, on, on sort of the naked eye view of that one. But it was—I mean, it, it never looked like a penalty from the you know from from the word go. No, it, was, yeah. it definitely wasn't.
0: I remember looking at it, but when I looked at it, I thought uh, it was Briggs. I think he was playing for us then, and he kind of got past Briggs quite easily. knock out. I think he goes to sort of take his shirt. Briggs then and Cassetti comes into cover and because he's already mm. caught up with him, he's literally yeah. just you know they brushed against each other. Yeah, so
2: I think Nokart made the most of it, didn't he? Really, I well, mean, he, he, did, was, he, just, he went down um, like a
0: sack, he's, and he's, he, you know, he, he's gone down for it. But, um,
1: I was surprised Oliver gave it though because he's such a good ref and it was such ref. a bad decision, yeah, it yeah. was
0: terrible, wasn't it? But it was. in hindsight you know, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, well, quite, yeah. quite honestly. Quite. Uh, and, and, Knockout always gets a warm welcome whenever he comes back to Vicarage. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely.
1: Absolutely huge moment of controversy. If a penalty has been awarded here because the Watford players, are surrounding referee, Michael Oliver, it, uh, Michael Oliver rather, it was Anthony Knockout that went down under a challenge from Marco Cassetti. He went down very quickly. It looked as if Cassetti just brushed him at best. Knockout going down in flamboyant fashion, and Oliver has awarded the penalty. It's a penalty now for Leicester City, and if they score this, they will be in the championship playoff final. The Watford players cannot believe it. There was definitely an arm out as far as Cassetti was concerned, but it was a very harsh decision. Knockout was very keen to go to ground, and as a result, Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time in the second leg to go ahead. Here we go. It's a fantastic save. Oh, it's a brilliant save from Almunia. A double save, the initial penalty from Knockout was saved, he got the rebound and it looked as if the rebound had gone in, but he saved that as well, and now Watford are on the counter-attack, they're bursting forward they've got a chance, they've crossed it into the box oh I don't believe this, there's a chance for a Watford Oh, they've scored! I do not believe what I've just seen. Troideni has scored a penalty. He scored! Oh, Troideni has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. And Watford are going to go into the Championship final. I do not believe what I've just seen here, Jeff.
2: Watford are going to go into the playoff final. So your envision piece en- encapsulated the whole moment from uh the penalty decision really didn't it from the penalty decision that's you talking back to the studio
1: yeah pretty much they came to so obviously i I, i'd sort of um flagged it said you know that that there's been something happening although there weren't as many games that day so i think they'll have been aware in the studio and stelling came straight over to me and 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 brilliant as he is he teed it up brilliantly saying you know there's this huge moment right at the death of this game which is going to send one team into the uh into the final and um and I just had to talk through the penalty. Now, the annoying thing was, obviously, I'm facing the wrong way. I'm facing the camera and all this. The, I've got this little monitor in front of me. And, and to try and sort of explain, it's it's a little bit smaller than an iPad. It's probably... Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's that small the monitor, and it's it's just below the camera. You you're not for the penalty. It's fine. You you know what? You you've got the penalty taker. You've got the goalkeeper, and you know what's happening. And obviously, I was just really really excited. So you know, the, the, there was the drama of it being a controversial penalty, the injustice, a sense of injustice around the place. That's where I started a bit too high pitched and a bit too excited. Well, I so. came to me, they I don't came recognise to me, to me your penalty. voice today,
2: Johnny. I don't recognise it. Normally, it's about <coughs> a bit higher, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they they came to me for the penalty, and I sort of built this up as as the denouement, and the whole thing was gonna was gonna go off from this penalty. Little did I know that was just the start of the whole thing.
2: Yeah it was. Yeah. So they kept on you, the camera's still on you. So when you're watching Watford attacking back up towards you, are you watching the monitor or are you watching the match?
1: I'm watching the monitor really annoyingly, so obviously I'm desperate to turn around. Uh having seen this incredible double save by Almunia who from memory was on one leg anyway, wasn't he, with an injury? I don't know.
0: Yeah, he done his his knee in, hadn't he?
1: (laughs) I mean, I, I always think there's a few little things overlooked in this goal, and 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 one of them is how Knockart missed the rebound when yeah. he had, he could have put it anywhere. I mean, Almunia just lobbed up a hand in hope more than anything <laughs> yeah, else, he sort and,
0: of crumpled in front of it. And, it wasn't a
1: convincing yeah. save yeah. either of them, I but, don't think. So so then so then I think I, I going back. Usually we just have the main angle camera, so we haven't got any close ups or anything like that. With it being a live match as well. I might have had a live feed where I got close-ups. Right. But I'm not sure if I did. I can't remember. It's, you know, a while ago. So I sort of big up the save and say the drama, and then quite quickly it becomes apparent that Watford are onto something going forward. Even though I couldn't see the match, I could sort of, Sense that something was happening, and so they just stayed with me, and I stayed with it.
2: Amazing, and like I say, I obviously because we were at the game, we had no idea what happened <laughs> there. But believe me, within ten minutes of me being home, I knew all about that commentary because it was everywhere. It was absolutely it was everywhere.
0: everywhere. It, it's it's the I, I guess how can I put this? And I, and I mean this with the most love and respect. But you lost your oh, sh- and God, you were like ah, and there's been a, <laughs> there's been a penalty and he scored a penalty and it was like. <laughs> You just couldn't, and it was almost <coughs> like you were you were watching as a well. You are you're a football fan, so the whole the whole thing just sort of you know, it was yeah, off, it was it? It, it, it was
1: everything just came uh came in at once. I remember when when it became apparent that Watford were on something, I was getting even more excited, and as as you, as i sort of said earlier i had nowhere left to go really i'd started off <laughs> from quite a high pitch yeah and 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 a high excitement i was thinking i can't it can't really i'd, I'd probably peaked by the time Almunia had made the second save um yeah and then it, it was you know just just looking just thinking back to it now it's just incredible and then the cross came in and i i, I, I the monitor was so small. I had no idea who was doing anything, but I did identify Deeney and I'm really pleased I did. So when he, when it, when it came on to to him, uh, smashing the ball, then, you know, all hell broke loose. It was, it was one of those. I I sort of jumped up. My headphones fell off a bit. I was (laughs) waving my notes and I was trying to convey to people who weren't watching the match that from a, A penalty that Leicester had taken, Chordini had scored, which, when I mean, looking back now, it's quite a, you know, it's it's one of the most famous clips in Sky's history. But at the time, to try and explain to someone that, a Leicester penalty had resulted in a Watford goal. It it, it took a bit of explaining, and I yeah. did. I, I tried and failed to explain that. I would have done um, as well. I, I don't
0: want you to change it. it it's perfect. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's um, I think Sky that they do the football's funniest moments or or something along that. And it appears on there, Sky One normally. It's normally on there in the top sort of five.
1: It's one of those, isn't it? I've done like of all the years I've worked for Sky. I've I've done loads of stuff and um, tons of like really some quite big projects documentaries everything but this that that 30 second clip will just follow me to my grave wherever yeah. it goes there's, there's there's no getting away from it yeah
2: Brilliant. i must see it i think about once or twice a week it appears in some feed or another either youtube or facebook <laughs> yeah. watch or in, or something again. oh, oh here we go again and, and the thing is i find myself watching it every time i think oh, i'm gonna watch this again because it is just such an enjoyable joyous clip i mean it just it, 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 it as it encapsulates that goal absolutely perfectly and i think we were all in si- similar kind of states of not quite delirium but you know what i mean of excitement and i mean everyone's on the pitch and then you know there's flares being lit and this means that we're now going to wembley yeah. it was just
1: it was incredibly emotional i think thought as well not only not only was the the goal itself you know justice had been served with the penalty miss but then to go up the other end and as you said the flares and stuff and that was the good thing about that clip thankfully everyone behind me's lost it as well yeah so um there's a flare going off. There's pitch invasions. There's a steward. Yeah. There's an amazing, my favourite bit of that clip is the steward. He picks out one fan and tries to take him down while hundreds <laughs> more. Are oh, yeah, like, good luck. Like, yeah. There's hundreds of them invading the pitch, and he absolutely nails this fan. I'm thinking, where are you going with this? Yeah, mate? yeah. yeah. yeah there's a few more on there it, now. It, yeah. The, the, t- the tide has turned against you, but fair play. You've picked this fan out, and you're going to take him down. Wherever. Yeah. Hoping that whoever that fan is is listening to this. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> <we can get laughs> that would be, be fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I just found the whole uh, the whole situation incredibly emotional, and um, I remember at the end of the game, I wandered down to the pitch because everyone was on the pitch by then, yeah. and I thought I could have I could have just uh, wandered off and gone uh, back into the tunnel area and behind the scenes, but I thought, no, I want to get down on the pitch, and it was real. I remember bumping into the head of media then, Richard Walker. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah.
1: yeah, it was the head of comms, and he was in tears. He was on the pitch in tears, didn't know what, and, but so many were, and I I must admit having no vested interest in either team, I found it really emotional. I Just just the, just the sort of the joy of that moment. Yeah, yeah. it was very joyous. It well, was you great. played
0: a big part of it. You know, I know, obviously not on the football pitch, but for fans now to look back at it, you know, there's there's so many different angles and different clips that you can watch that goal in now, you know, for, even from the Leicester point of view. on, on the, fella, the
1: fellas watching it on telly, the Leicester fans oh, on telly. brilliant, isn't what it? Yeah, that's, that is. that's another classic
0: where the guy's like, he can't look at <laughs> And then he comes into the... Yeah, it's brilliant. So yeah. Yeah, there's so many and and yours is without doubt, you know, probably one of my favourite, well, if not my favourite, because I think, as Justin just said, it's just the whole emotion side of it and as a football fan, which is clearly what you are, you get involved and and that's the beauty of the game that, that we all love and why we do it, you know, why I travel all over the bloody country to watch Watford and Nine times out of ten, it ruins my weekend. But you keep doing it because for those moments that they might come about, they again, come around don't occasionally, don't they? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's definitely.
1: Crazy. And I remember, I remember when Watford. I remember when Watford lost the final, and I remember not a couple of people said, "Oh, did, after all that, didn't mean anything." But I, I profoundly no, disagreed with that. Yeah. I think, well, we're here eight or nine years later, and that 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 goal is embedded in in the memory of Watford fans, and it's. I think I think you live for those moments, and it, it was more than a promotion, without any shadow of doubt. I mean, there's only a handful of moments as, as a fan, unless you're supporting the big teams, which you know, you sort of, we don't. Uh, but if you, there's only a handful of moments in your life you can look back on as a fan. As, mm. and I think to be to have been a Watford fan in that moment, you, you'll you'll have that forever. It's worth yeah. more than a trophy and a promotion.
2: 100%. I'd take you that mean? over.
0: I'd take that. Yeah, yeah, we've said before we had this conversation. Yeah. Um,
2: would you rather, would you rather go up and not have that moment yeah, or have not that have moment? That goal. I'll have that moment. i will have, have, have that moment because yeah, in the long run,
0: do. I think honestly and truthfully, the way that team and the, the setup that you know we were well, we were being called Loneford and you know all sorts of things. B, but, yeah, yeah. So I, I think in the long run, it probably wouldn't have served as well. when we went up when we went up and we stayed there yeah. five years and we're, we're back there now. So I wouldn't change it for the world. Honestly, I wouldn't. No. No, you're dead
1: right. I mean, to, just to have that—very few fans have had a moment like that—and just to, mm. to be able to be able to have that, definitely, I agree with you.
0: I mean, it's a kick in the nuts that Kevin Phillips scored the winning
1: penalty, yeah. but that's um, <laughs> besides the point. You know, <laughs> yeah, sorry. thanks, Kevin. Yeah, the, st- the st- yeah, that was—it was definitely after the Lord Mayor's show, but um, yes, yeah, the, the, definitely. Yeah.
0: Well, we spoke to Alman Abdi, didn't we? We um, did, yeah, yeah. And we were talking to him about that game, uh, the, the Leicester game, and it—I think as a player, it was. Again, such a quick turnaround for them, you know, for the maybe the, the players that weren't necessarily directly involved with the with the goal. Any kind of it, the, the way he explained it, it was just a blow. It's just one minute we were losing, the next minute we'd won. He didn't say it as such, but it was almost that you know that we'd already had our final there, and yeah, we, we couldn't really get up for the for the final. And, and Palace on their day were better that day quite honestly, yeah. as, as painful as that is to admit. But yeah, um, I think when you hear it from a player and it, it all kind of makes sense and the, it fills the jigsaw. So. Yeah, definitely. There were, so,
1: there were so many little subplots and side stories throughout that day. I mean, obviously, Z- Zola and his time at Watford was, was such a great story. I think D- Dini had started that season. Hadn't he been in jail or something at the start of that season? Or had, had not long been released from jail? I think it was the season yeah, before, possibly. Season before, season before think, was Yeah, it yeah he, yeah, he was
0: obviously carrying that... that... That round
1: with him, yeah. yeah. And Akitchenya's uh, touch from in the moon oh. is, is, is it's beautiful.
0: It's but, a touch, it's, it's, it's yeah, that's why he's the Scottish Pele. But the trouble yeah, is, the, the, the
1: trouble is and, with that touch is
2: it's never shown because they show Almunia shushing exactly. people up the pitch. But
0: that touch was sublime. He
1: brought it down from nowhere. It was absolutely and, and brilliant. The, the whole goal, the whole goal rested on that because if, if, if he'd miscontrol that or done anything else with it, but he, he just took it down and set the move up. But and you're dead right, Justin. Dead, the, the cameras were on um, Almunia. He's sort of he, pushing
2: yeah. him up the pitch like this. And, yeah, and, and so-
1: it's, he, I always feel like um, Anya never gets the credit from that move. Oh, um, yeah, no, it's, it's up here it's up here push. yeah <laughs> that, it was yeah, yeah that,
0: that man scored a, a one-on-one in I think against Germany a, a similar thing a, a touch and went on a amazing run And
2: right uh, yeah, yeah I, I a, loved it, a Kitschian yeah, yeah it, was it, right it was a player,
0: player. that to know he's just never got the you're right in what you're saying never got the um, even from Watford fans I think the, the the praise that he deserved necessarily yeah I think you're mm-hmm, right uh, it, Brazil, uh, Scottish Pele <laughs> <laughs> <that's
1: pretty cool. laughs> I like that there you Very go good
0: right we've got a few so a lot of these have come from Twitter and the Facebook account so massive thanks to everyone but a- again I think it's it's quite interesting that fans kind of want to know what goes on behind the scenes and you know it's quite nice to actually and refreshing to be able to talk to someone like yourself who can you know kind of open up where you think oh it's all glam and great and you know, <laughs> you you've got a screen
2: the in, size and, of an uh, idol. <laughs> Yeah,
0: so idol um, right this one comes from James uh, at WFC James H and he's put can you recreate everything you said based <laughs> on <laughs> versus Leicester <laughs> oh alright James <laughs> at least warn him if you're going to ask <laughs> that one Tuesday <laughs> I can't
1: I, rem- God, I remember saying at the start, it was a huge moment of controversy. And I think I mispronounced Michael Oliver. I think I called him Michael Oliver or something. I was that excited. <laughs> I, 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 I think, God, I mean, no. I, I, and then I remember the double save being big. I remember going big on Almunia and then screaming that Watford were on the counter-attack. And then, um, yeah, then it just all went, it all went tits up, didn't it? <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I think it's really mean- me. Troy Deeney <laughs> has scored a penalty
2: and he went, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. he scored.
0: He scored <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Troy Deeney, and then that's it. Then you get your photo. Troy Deeney.
2: <laughs> but how many times have I seen this clip? It's just hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah, it's, it's so brilliant. good. It's so brilliant.
0: Good. Ben, Matthew67 underscore Ben on Twitter asks, please ask Johnny if he has had another scoregasm since 2013
1: that's what he's called it <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's a, funny enough one of the lads in the office called it a scorgasm later that week which I thought was a nice touch to it um oh nothing like that i mean only as a, only as a fan going and watching football not nothing on air ever, ever nothing even close i mean you know i i I'll, if i did another 20 years in the game i'd be happy and I'd, you just, you'll never see that again it's just yeah. uh, no not not nothing has even come close to that
0: yeah no, no, I I agree. agree. no <laughs> This is more. This is more of a comment from Paul. But he, does he still think Troy Deeney scored a
1: penalty? Well, no, he, <laughs> he, got, he got there eventually. We a, got we, we got there in the end. Yeah. I hope one of these. I hope one of these writing in is the is the fan that got taken out by the steward. Yeah, it probably yeah. Is, yeah. honestly,
0: if they're listening, I'd love to speak to them. <laughs> yeah, Luke has asked, do you have a soft spot for the Orns? That's Watford. After that moment, I think you have to yeah. don't you?
1: Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. I remember a, f- a couple of years later, uh, there was a, a, a guy in the media department who left. He left not long after that, and um, I bumped into him at a gig down in Camden, and uh, and we sort of embraced and gave each other a big hug. And sort of, he said, "We've always got that moment, haven't we?" And it's sort of, oh, you know. Man. Absolutely, um, I've got a huge soft spot for the club, you know look out look out for it really fondly I mean I, I did a bit, a couple of bits and pieces with Graham Taylor not long before he died when we did, we did, oh, we did a, a, a feature on Soccer Saturday, probably a year before he died, talking about his time at the club and the community work he put in it's always, it's always been a club that's been you can tell it's right in the heart of the community and it's always been a club that you'd want you'd like to think people would admire anyway from afar for the sort, sort of work it does, but yeah, how Having having that day and having that moment, yeah. What Watford absolutely will will always be a part of me.
0: Fantastic. Well, lovely things to hear. All right, a couple more. Dave Morris has asked, do you think you will ever report on a more incredible game of football for the rest of your career? I think we've covered that one. I yeah, can't. no, it's just, be... it, it'll
1: take something else. Uh it, it I just can't see that things coming together like that, that they did at that moment. It's just unless, it, unless, it's, unless too much. Call
0: up for the Euros England in the final, maybe
1: <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> you never know. too much needs to happen. I mean, God, if you dissected every moment from the, from the ball hitting the back of the net backwards, yeah, uh, the, to, to, the stars need to align for anything like that yeah. to happen again. Yeah. It, it just won't happen.
0: The perfect storm, isn't it? I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was. I think the Absolutely. other thing is Johnny,
2: as well as that, you, you you did it live rather than reporting back on something you would just seen. Yeah, you did that's it a as good it point. Happened, you know
1: i yeah, think yeah, I'd never thought. Saying. I'd never thought of that. It does. It does still rankle with me slightly that I, I, I never turned around and watched it. Sort of, it was like the whole thing I was watching on a monitor below the camera. But yeah, you're right there, Justin. I never thought about that. I did, to, to do it live rather than try and uh, relay what had happened probably yeah. made it a bit more special. I think it did.
0: I actually didn't watch the penalty. Yeah, he looked away. You well, didn't. I, yeah, he didn't. he couldn't, looked couldn't away. watch it. I was so <laughs> right. I, was, I yeah. was fuming. I couldn't watch it, so I turned my back on it. You're kidding? It, no, I didn't see Armenia save it. The no. so which, which so,
1: stand were you in? I
0: was be- behind the goal where Armenia was. Fix his road in. in. Yeah. Oh no Vipridge So road you in. had all
1: the you had all the Leicester fans to your left giving it yeah, large. To, yeah,
0: to my left. Yeah, they were on my left. Wow. Yeah.
2: And I was in, and I, in a lower Graham Taylor, right in line with Deeney volleyed in. Is where Brilliant. I was, so I had a massively great view of that. It was just fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's a regret of mine, but I was fuming. <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's typical Watford. Here we go again.
1: <laughs> mm. Doing it the
0: Watford way. And then, yeah, that happened.
1: So, but are you, having, having watched it so often, are your memories now of the television coverage or your memories of the ground? TV coverage, in my yeah, opinion, because I've, so. I've
2: seen it so many times now. I remember.
0: Yeah. I remember turning round. I mean, dare I say, I probably didn't see the Anya touch which kicked it off. Right. I remember. I remember Forestieri being the main doing that sort of run, and he kind yeah. of across it, didn't cross it, and then I of obviously Hog. And as soon as it as soon as it hit the back of the net, I just to, to the people I was with, I just went, I've got to go. And I, just, <laughs> I just ran. <laughs> I just ran for the for the for the front, but we, yeah, luckily all the stewards were. The, Care, that's where we sit, really, to be fair. Well, they were messages, shouting, yeah. and there was
2: shouting When there was messages coming over the Tannoy's, you know, the game hasn't finished, get back to yeah, your seats. Get get back the to the your seats. <laughs> yeah, seat. of course. I
0: remember getting hold of Chalaba. He was in the centre of the park and I went, I can't believe it. And he goes, you can't no. believe it. Oh, I can't f- believe it. <laughs> and off <laughs> he went. And I was just like, wow. And wow, then, um, that, is,
1: that is incredible. Yeah,
0: and then uh, at the end of the game, when we eventually got back on the pitch, Almunia... Um, was like kind of on his knees like giving it um, but then we
1: did get rugby tackled to leave him alone <laughs>
2: like, leave him alone
1: yeah don't on. touch but the yeah, players really. yeah, yeah. I, I heard um, I don't know I don't know if it's true I heard that Troy Deeney after he took his shirt off and jumped into the crowd and there was this huge pitch invasion went back onto the pitch and his shirt was still lying on the pitch in the same place nobody had actually be- discovered can it can believe that
0: yeah I can't believe that I, didn't, I, uh, I read that somewhere but that's I, I didn't know if that, that was...
1: so no one went and grabbed his shirt that's yeah because of, I guess the pandemonium and the joy that the last thing yeah. on people's minds was that the shirt lying on the floor <laughs> but to think of all the hundreds of people who oh. have trampled over his shirt yeah if it's a true story, I don't know if it's an urban myth or oh, what I have heard it. it I've heard that story.
2: Yeah. I'd have had that away, me. That'd because be, my, where, that'd where, be where he
0: actually runs into, and in that little paddock that you mentioned is where they yeah. Were basically. Just put bel- in, yeah, they were putting, I think, the, the players' families right. uh, were kind of it, and that's why he jumps into that section. Because uh, it's, it's his family it's, there. It's his family there, yeah. But yeah, and the end, uh, um, and it was Ekstrand, the defender. He got cleaned out. He was yeah, on the floor. He was on the Someone floor. Had to pick him up. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> just, just well, chaos. And
2: Zola. Zola got knocked over, didn't he? he got rugby tackled yeah, to the he, floor. Yeah, he's just. He was the goalkeeper. Bond was Playing
0: for LA Galaxy now. Yeah, he, he trips him up. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, last... Oh, there's a couple of questions, but uh, a few people have asked the same question and I, I kind of want to add to it. But uh, this one, and this kind of brings into something I wanted to ask you This comes from C.I. Hornet and it's a bit of a boring one, he says, but I don't think it is. But do you support a football team or are you allowed to support a football team? Have you had to ever do, you know, a,
1: a game involving your team? Yeah, which loads. Must be, which must be hard. Yeah, it is. I mean, God, I, I, without going out at length too much, I'm a Wolves fan. So. Um, hey,
2: oh. now there's a game we can chat now about. A there, game Johnny.
1: We can talk about. <laughs> oh,
2: God, yeah. Of
1: course. <laughs> do you remember a certain
2: semi final, Johnny? Bloody <laughs>
1: Troy, Deeney. I mean,. <laughs> and, uh, any yeah, yeah, penalties been, yeah <laughs> yeah I mean yeah agony and ecstasy of troy Deeney's goals he's I'm from Liverpool originally so it's an odd one but, and um, but it's basically my dad's a wolves fan he's Irish and he came over to England in the 50s when wolves were the top team yeah, and was massive, a bit of a glory hunter right. um and I, I grew up in the 80s and when wolves were in the fourth division but um just went along and watched them with him so I um, Wolves is my team, and then the, the Graham Taylor link was obviously quite big in the nineties oh, yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. a sort of yeah. I was sort of really going quite regularly. I think my first season ticket was on Graham Taylor's first season in charge, so uh, there's always been the link there. And yes, I've covered them loads, and I've, I even went on tour to China with them a couple of summers ago to do a documentary about their pre-season tour of China. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is brilliant. I, I, I've managed to do quite a few little things about them. Um, they're e- it's easy to report on the games because as a kid coming from the Northwest in the 80s, there was a bit of a hooligan problem. And what you I mean, Wolves had a bit of a reputation. I know there was a thing recently with Nick. Cruise, which was really sad, and it was uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was terrible that, and it sort of it, it, it spoiled things a lot. I know between the two clubs, but yeah, you know, it was, it was a long way. It was a long way from the ground, and that you know, every I'm, club's got its dickhead yeah, sort of I, thing. But I was at
0: that game, and if I'm honest, I. I I don't know how, how. I'm not sure. Although the wall, they they were classed as Wolves fans. I don't think they were. I think they were. Yeah, just I mean, I think they were just at the wrong, yeah. the wrong place. And, and poor Nick was, yeah, yeah. the wrong time. But I, I remember that vividly. Um, yeah, it's it really to sad. Yeah, it was it was awful. Yeah,
1: really sad so yeah but Wolves in the 80s to go back to, to then did have a genuine hooligan problem and my dad would never take me in the in, in the Wolves end and we used to go coming from Liverpool we used to go and watch Wolves playing teams like Chester, Wigan Athletic Tranmere, Bolts, and all these teams in the old 4th division and we used to go in the home end because he wouldn't let me in the away end with the Wolves fans and I used to get from a very young age sit on your hands when Wolves score sort of thing don't oh, cheer a Wolves goal excellent and go up training. when the opposition yeah, scores Yeah. so I think that actually stood me in good stead for working and there's been loads of times i've covered wolves, and i find it really easy not to cheer or not to not to be downhearted to to have that distance just because a lot of my youth was spent not cheering wolves goals Uh, (laughs) and steve Steve ball was my hero and he scored a lot of goals
0: i've got got a quick story for you if you if you want so yeah uh, my wife my wife's from stafford originally so um i I used to live in stafford for, for about eight years and i i was um in this park one they walk the dog and there's a there's a uh, a guy there and he, he, it was a two or three lads they were probably about 16 17 and they had um the Stafford rangers track suits on so i'm watching them They have got a few balls and they're doing a few things and i look at this guy and i'm like i sure i know this this fella. and he, he sort of acknowledged me like, hello mate and, you know and uh, i was like oh yeah it's steve ball yeah, no like, yeah i was like and he's he's uh got a couple of um young lads he was Stafford rangers manager at the time he, he took the job um and he was just going for a few things it was like pre-season and it was literally just on this field and it backed onto there's they've got another club there called Stafford Town and they were basically using their facilities but I probably wasn't allowed but I was walking the dog <laughs> through, the, through the fields but yeah it was amazing and he was such a nice guy like really down to earth and I was and I, I said to him I said I'm a Watford fan he didn't really have much to say on that to me, <laughs> was, this, was this before, before or after the semi-final <laughs> This was, well <laughs> well yeah, this was well before. Yeah, this was well before. Yeah. I think in fact, if I remember, there was a, a game where we had to play wolves the first game of the season. I think it was the Andy Bufoy sort of time. It was oh, okay. uh, Yeah, we were losing two nil I think and we won three two of a, a free kick or right at the right at the death. And that's how I that's what I said to him. I said, Oh we because at the time we were, I think Wolves had just been relegated as well, so we were flying yeah. high. So, yeah, uh, yeah, but no, lovely, lovely, lovely guy. And, and what a player he was! What a player! I know he was. he's
1: a good I, I do quite a bit of work with him up in the Midlands now. We do a few, a few sort of theater shows and stuff looking back at his day. I mean, it's absolute rags to riches story there. It's a oh, proper with it? him. He was, yeah. he was, I think he was working in a factory at the age of 23 and was playing in Italian 90 at the age of 27. It's incredible. That's, uh, That's what, absolutely what mad. happened. Brilliant! What happened to yeah? What what happened you, uh, to him?
0: Just just talking football then. Just, uh, I've I've not known a season like it with the uh, the old management thing in the Premier League at the moment. Wolves are, are a team that have done really well under their manager, but obviously that that's come to an end. How how do you see that sort of panning out for Wolves? That that could be a big change, couldn't it? With the, the yeah that got there and
1: yeah, huge. I mean, Nuno did such a great job and mm. sort of changed the culture of the place and the way the way the whole team set up. He was he was phenomenal, and there was a jet. I thought he'd probably get wouldn't be starting as manager next season. I thought it that the old pandemic had taken its toll on him, all his family stuck in Portugal. But I didn't expect him to go quite in the manner he did, you know, announced sort of the day before the last day of the season. It was quite Yeah, sudden. and
0: it's, it sounds like it's maybe a bit prickly between them, yeah. But, but yeah, it was. From an outsider looking in.
1: No, I think he was pushed. He was, I think he was pushed. Um, it, it's a strange... It's, it's, it's amazing what's happening at Wolves now. They've been sort of, to have this Chinese ownership and it's like this huge global conglomerate. It's just not very Wolves. You've always had sort of local or tin pot owners. They've never had a sort of, um, a, 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 anything like that on that scale. And then the whole Mend- George Mendes super agent link just adds adds a bit of spice to the whole spice thing. So it's yeah, it's strange what's going on there now. I mean, they, they, they say Bruno Large will come in as manager and he's meant to be quite a sort of carefree attacking Manager, but again, it will will be a club heavily reliant on Mendes for players again. So I don't quite know what's going to happen with them next season. It could be interesting. I mean, I don't think, don't think they'll finish seventh again. I think they've got a bit of work to do. Definitely. Uh, I'd like Nuno to get a good job as well. I'd like him to go to Everton. Um, Everton. Yeah, I would. I think it, it. you know, it's a, I like Everton a lot because I'm from there originally, and I like I sort of got soft spot for Everton. But they, they've got a great training ground, a great setup, a, a, a manager, owner who backs managers. I just think with a bit of with with a bit of money behind him, I think he could do well at Everton. But yeah. who knows? Yeah, yeah. And
0: the way um, Ancelotti's left Everton as well is a little bit. Um,
1: yeah. Crazy. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just an odd season. I think it's affected lots of different people in lots of different ways. I think it's made a lot of people, well, I don't know about you, but it, it, it's made me reassess different things in my own life. So I'm assuming footballers and managers are reassessing things in their own life. And, you know, that maybe they'll make more spur of the moment decisions. Maybe they'll not think twice about stuff. I don't know. I, I think it's had such a profound effect on people, this pandemic, that I think it's only natural to think that, that it will have had a profound effect on people in the football industry. And, and, and that's why sort of strange things are, are made, or seemingly strange things are happening.
0: And then really the last one from me, because uh, we have to talk about it, I think because um, it's, it's coming up, you know, getting closer and closer. The Euros. How yeah. do you see England? How do you see England doing? Your I don't honest, know. I'm... Your honest opinion. I've got mine.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't particularly see them doing very well. I'll be honest. Um, I just think, uh, but I didn't see them doing well last time when they reached the semi-final. I mean, I think ever since I've been watching England at international tournaments, they do what they always do, and they'll go out to the first decent team they play. Now, um, that in, in 1990 and 2018 they managed to get to the semi-finals, but was, you could make maybe that's a bit harsh on the 1990 team. Certainly in 2018, the, the first decent team they played against, they went out to, and I think they always do. I think they, they, they I think it's happened countless times, so I guess it's a a bit of luck, a bit of where they're at, but I don't have massively high hopes for England, I'll be honest. No,
0: I've got to be honest, I look at the players on the on paper, and I know football's not one on paper. On paper, you look at that team and you think that should, you know, under the right circumstances, that should go a long way. Really, I mean, with the, the likes of Foden, who I think potentially could be, you know, another gazer on the on the horizon in the sense of his of his brilliance.
1: Um, no, that's a fair point, Carl. I do think um, I do. I maybe discounted Foden a bit there when I've said that, and with a bit of a few support acts around him. You know, it could, it could be Foden's tournament. You're right. Yeah. I always, you look at the back though, and you, particularly the centre halves, and you just think with with the, with the quality in Europe against our centre halves. I'm not yeah. particularly... I don't know. I, I don't know.
0: I was a bit disappointed uh, that um, the, Brent
1: Alexander Arnold.
0: Yeah, yeah. Arnold, because I, I think I think he's he's a real good player and. You know, even his um, ability to take corners and free kicks, which is something where I think our goals are going to come from from set pieces with someone like Harry Kane. So, yeah, Yeah. it's going to be it's going to be a tricky one. Um, Obviously, we have to beat Scotland. That goes without saying.
1: Um, (laughs) I get the impression they quite fancy their chances. Scotland, I
0: think they could be a dark horse for that group. I, I really do. I think they could be a dark horse. we amazing right, seeing
1: Looking forward
2: to it. It's a tournament, isn't it it's always good. Be
0: great, yeah. But that is um, that is the end of punters' questions. Do not scratch
2: your eyes. Johnny, it's been Brilliant. amazing. Thank you so it's much for far. your time. Nice for to speak to you, fellas. Excellent. Thank Have you, Johnny. Take care. care. Thank you, mate. Bye bye. 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 Get 20% off and free delivery with the code YourEyes20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free delivery at Manscaped.com and use the code YourEyes20. Your balls will thank you.
1: Sports Social Podcast
2: Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.